The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. 32 days until spring football. So that's coming quick. Still a slow putt here. Got to give it a pretty good whack. Yeah, great putt. Back-to-back birdies for Tiger Woods. Runner at second, two outs. Here's the 2-2. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the board! The Crimson and Cream will play for the championship in 2022! Unbelievable! It is go time! It is go time time! It is go, no, go, lock and load, and love him and leave him, smoke him if you got him, see you, want to see you, see you on the other side, time, time. Here we go, opening day, college baseball season coming up today, Sooners, 3 o'clock, Mitchell Park. We got the head coach coming up next segment, Cal Baptist will be the opponent. TJ, we are ready now for your long-anticipated preview of Cal Baptist. What do you got for us, TJ? Tell us about the opponent this weekend. Cal Baptist, a worthy opponent. Mm-hmm. They'll come in here scrappy, ready to play some ball. You've talked about their very middle strong infield at middle infield, great yeah. defensively up the middle. Um, their nickname is what? Uh, the the Lances. The Lancers. Lancers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lance. I knew a Lance once. Um, that's the, that's the breakdown of the Cal. All right, there you heard it, folks. Yeah. There you heard it. Uh, watch out for that middle <laughs> infield, and they are scrappy. Uh, so 3 o'clock today, Taylor Maples has the call for you right here on the ref beginning at 2.30 with pregame coverage today. Softball back at it. They are down in Waco, 12.30 first pitch against Longwood today. Chris Plank down there, pregame 12.15 for that one. I'm headed to Austin with men's basketball. Sooners, Longhorns tomorrow at 1.00. We'll see if uh, Oklahoma can uh, make it two in a row and put together a win streak. Jenny Baranchek's team, they play Sunday, 2 o'clock. They are at Kansas. TJ, it's getting very interesting on the women's side. Four games to go. OU and Texas tied for the Big 12 lead at 11-3. and three. They are two games clear of everybody else in the conference, so it's coming down to those two teams. And they play each other in Norman a week from tomorrow. So we've got uh, we got a good old-fashioned Red River showdown, future SEC foes squaring off for the Big 12 title here in the final four games. Um, TJ, if you're ready, I'm ready to read the news. The Bugs 
Funny Roadrunner Show will return after In the News and these messages. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. Pathetic! You it is, are pathetic! It is curious why is uh, that gap's there. This is a barn fire! <laughs> it would probably help if I give you a heads up when I'm going to do uh, read the news so you could be ready. What do you mean? I was ready. I played I right away. It on you. Yeah, just sprung that one on you there. Um, not a lot in the news today. I, I don't want to have a, a daily obit section to the news, TJ, but uh, we have been hit by one the last couple of days. we got a, a lot of Cardinal fans that listen to this show, and Hall of Fame broadcaster Tim McCarver passed away yesterday at the age of 81. Uh, there are many in our listening audience who remember him as an all-star catcher back in the day. Myself and you and a lot of people listening remember him as uh, one of the most outspoken, entertaining broadcasters of our childhood, for sure. Did you like Tim McCarver on your TV? TV? I'm one of the few that did. Most people, oh, I loved him. Most people, uh, you know, were aggravated by him, but I, I liked uh, Tim and listening to a game he called again. Whoever he was with. Throughout the years, it felt like a big game. Like So, yeah, I did enjoy him. He called 24 World Series mm -hmm. for three different networks. That's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, Tim McCarver gone at the age of 81. Second straight loss for Purdue last night in college basketball. Their uh, start to February has not been good. They were uh, twenty-two and one, I believe, and now they've lost three of their last four games. Last night, a beatdown to Maryland, sixty-eight to fifty-four. Purdue looked—I don't want to say unstoppable—but the clear number one team in the nation for a while, and all of a sudden, TJ, uh, they look very vulnerable. Yeah, um, my question last night was, Maryland, a historically good program, was it okay to rush the floor last night when they have played so poorly recently? Is that still, I guess, yeah. you know, they're still ranked what they're ranked, but coming off of a loss, they've lost several this month. I don't know. I didn't know if that was worthy of a floor rushing last night. Are you floor rushing police? I'm just trying to be floor rushing police right now, yes. Hmm. That's always a tricky thing. I think it depends on how your season's going. Obviously, who you're playing, and Purdue is uh, number two, I believe, in the country. Is Maryland a more historic program than Oklahoma? Because we just rushed the floor against Ooh. the number two ranked team in the country. Maryland has won a national championship. They've won a championship. They're in the same Lynn, conversation Lynn and Maryland won a title. So. Same tier, right? But what I'm saying is Maryland's having a good year this year, too. It, it's not the season OU's having this year and knocking off mm -hmm. in Alabama. I think that was their 19th or 20th win last eight, night. They're 18 and 8. 18 and 8? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Good call. I don't know. They were excited, Teach. All right. Rush the floor. What do I care? Speaking of uh, excited, how about... Bud Heald. Buddy Bud, Heald. Bud Heald. <laughs> that just sounds weird. Bud Heald 
place for the Indiana Pacers, TJ, and has just broken Reggie Miller's single-season franchise record for three-pointers. He know did if- it on Wednesday night when he hit his 230th three-pointer of the season, and we are not yet to the All-Star break. That's what I was going to say. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but we're not even to the break yet. So, yeah. Well, I guess we are now, as of today. TJ, Reggie Miller was really good. My favorite player of all time. Uh huh. Buddy just broke his single season record in like 55 games. Did you see how he did it, too, by the way? Off the tip? Uh, no, I saw. Is that the game they came back and like they were down like 20? Yeah. 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 So maybe I did see it. Yeah. Opening tip. They tip it to him. He catches it. He turns and shoots. He broke it like three seconds into the game. And then he went on to hit, I think, five more. He went six of ten from three. Let that Think about that. 230, I guess now 235 threes. In, what's their record here? I mean, it's like 57, 58 games, something like that. That's unbelievable. It's a lot of threes. It's a lot of threes. Um, he already ranks 31st on the NBA's all-time three-point shooting list. He has made 1,647 in his career. He, of, of course, is in the three-point contest at the All-Star Game coming up this weekend as well. Um, Bud Heald. I told you they would fall in. It was a great thing for him to get to the Pacers. He was out there in Sacramento. Nobody knows what they're doing in Sacramento, TJ, right? Nobody pays any attention to Sacramento. Indiana loves their baseball, or basketball, sorry. He comes in, he's he's breaking records. They've fallen in love with Buddy Heald up there. Now, their basketball team's not very good, but... Buddy, way to go. Daytona 500 coming up this Sunday, TJ. I know you'll be paying close attention to that. Alex Bauman is on the poll for that. And finally, TJ, a delightful story to uh, wrap up in the news today. We've had a few of these lately where something escapes and then it's caught. You remember we had the zoo escape down in Dallas? The monkeys got out or got stolen, but we found them. We had a story a couple of days ago about a dog that was adopted and then found its way 10 miles back to the shelter and rang the doorbell. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, Similar story today about a kangaroo. A kangaroo that escaped from his owner's North Texas home was located and safely recaptured two days later. Brianna LaFleur said her three-year-old kangaroo, Nigel, became spooked by loud noises Tuesday and escaped from his outdoor enclosure at LaFleur's Hood County home, fleeing into the woods. Quote, he's my best friend. I've had him for years. He sleeps in bed with me every night. What? I can't sleep 
because I can't sleep without my kangaroo. <laughs> End quote. LaFleur <laughs> put out a call on Wednesday on Facebook asking for help. Um, Thursday morning, Nigel safely reported back home. Quote, he is a little scraped up, but he is home. And we'll have several days of bed rest. Bet you will. End quote. Bet you will. Are you allowed to just have whatever you want? I mean, aren't there rules no, to what no. kind of animals you can have? Well, I think it's certain parts of the U.S. there are. Yeah, you got to have a special license or whatever it may be to have certain animals. Are you allowed to have a kangaroo? I don't know the rules on that. I don't know if, like in Oklahoma, if you just wanted to go buy a kangaroo that you could legally do that. I don't know. I've been working on this bison thing for a long time, and I can't get it done. And now I've got all these stories, TJ, about people open kangaroo, owning kangaroos and all kinds of stuff. Um, man, that's a troubling don't, story. Don't get a kangaroo. Why? Well, because once you start sleeping in the same bed with it, you'll never be able to sleep again if that kangaroo is not with you, and you travel way too much. Isn't that a weird thing. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously it's a weird thing, but. I feel like a kangaroo would not would be not a good sleeper. You know what I mean? Like it's always kicking it's got things. The Jimmy leg <laughs> just would have a natural place to store your remotes, though. I guess right there. Gross. <laughs> and that's the news for Friday, February the seventeenth. Judy Rowland's birthday today. We'll take a break. When we come back, Skip Johnson joins us on opening day. Back after this. T-Row and TJ, they cold. This is the T-Row in the Morning Show. Ah, happy birthday to the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Skip Johnson, on opening day. I think he just planned it this way. I don't know if his birthday is really February 17th. I think he just says whenever opening day is, is his birthday. Good morning, coach. Good morning. How are you, Toby? Isn't it oh, your good. mom's birthday today, too? It, it is, yeah. Judy Rowland's birthday, same day as Skip Johnson. How about that? Pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. Right, Coach, here we go. You ready? Oh, there's nothing like the uh, the feel of opening day, the smell of popcorn, the smell of peanuts, fresh-cut grass, water dirt. <laughs> we didn't mention water dirty. We were talking yeah. about the smells earlier, Skip. We didn't mention the water dirt. That's right. Yeah, we oh, water Any... dirt's incredible. Would you like to uh, go? Uh, uh, side note here. Would you like to go back to natural grass sometime at Mitchell Park or, or no? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be great to go back to natural grass. But do you know how much help do you need to go back to natural grass? And you remember yeah. when we went to Florida, all the guys that were out on the field? I mean, there were 13, 14 guys up there. Yeah. I and mean, you could have putted on that golf. You could have putted on that uh, baseball field, at University of Florida. I mean, it'd take a lot of help to do that. So it's not happening anytime soon. Is what you're telling me? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> matter of fact, I, I mean, matter of fact, I can't believe they haven't got computers to to uh, uh, to water. I mean, they have computers to water grass, to cut grass, and everything else like that now. Yeah, AI's coming. What, Take over, yeah. Take over what humans do. Yeah, it's coming. As soon as we figure that out, we'll go back to natural grass. Um, all right, coach. Um, 
What has the lead-up been, practices and everything, coming into opening day, feel like your team's ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at going into last week, and then, you know, you have your bits and days that are, that are really cold. You really can't do much. And uh, I think it was last week, uh, I think we almost had a brawl at practice really? uh, between each other. And so I think they're ready to play somebody else. Win, lose, or draw, I think they're guys, those guys are ready to play somebody else. What led to the near brawl? Uh, the time clock. The guy sitting in the plate. The guy telling the guy to get in the box. I mean, it was good. Just competitive, competitive juices flowing. Opening day, you always think about fundamentals. Are the fundamentals where you want them to be? defensively, how good of a defensive team do you think you have this year? I think we have a really good defense, defensive team. I think it's uh, uh, really athletic. I mean, that's – I mean, it's all – you know this as well as I know it and every coach in the world knows it, but, you know, it's really not the uh, Jimmys and Joes. It's the attitudes of the Jimmys and Joes. Is if they go – you know, if they get a hit, and they go up there and, and they go play defense. Defense is – probably the most you know thing that doesn't get practiced the most and it's like my favorite thing to practice and so uh, um i think uh, uh, our defense is really athletic i think we have a chance to be really good defensively i mean we've got three center fielders playing in the outfield so uh but our park is an offensive park i mean it's like hitting in a, a matchbox so uh, uh it's really not very big and uh, it's really made for the hitter. And early in the year, they say, you know, uh, offense is behind deep behind the pitching. You know, but, I mean, it hadn't been the case. Just think about this. When a kid walks into a baseball field, he doesn't want to go play catch or take ground balls or throw. He wants to go hit. So they, they have to hit a lot more than they uh, play catch. You have announced your rotation for this opening weekend. It'll be Cale Davis today, Will Karsten tomorrow, Braxton Douthit on Sunday. Let's talk about Cale. He was a reliever at Oklahoma State. He's going to be your opening day starter here at OU. What have you worked on with Cale? Just staying going pitch to pitch, you know, the mental game of going pitch to pitch as much as anything. I mean, Cale's good. Uh, I mean, he, he works at it. He He's a grinder. He, sometimes, you know, there's kids that can overwork. Sometimes he overworks. And so, uh, you know, you don't really have to worry about him. He's going to do what he does. He's really mature. Um, and just trying to go pitch to pitch and understand what pitch to pitch means. I mean, once you make that pitch, you it's over with. And having conviction and having it a one-thought system going into it, like I want to think about taking my heel to the target I'm going to think about just throwing it to the mid or I'm just going to pound down or whatever that is. Just have that one thought. A lot of times, like, you hear hear people all the time go, I got to stay on my backside. I got to ride my backside down the hill. I got to get my foot down. I got to kick over. I got to stay through the ball. No, you just have one thought and be competitive and be convicted to the plan. Will Karsten tomorrow had a fantastic last couple of years with your son down there at McLennan. Tell us more about Will, what kind of stuff he has, what kind of kid he is. Yeah, he's an uh, uh, extremely uh, funny kid. He's uh, uh, 
He's six foot seven, six foot eight, maybe. Um, really, really athletic. Um, very, very, very competitive. I mean, like, he has, he's very competitive. Fastball, curveball, uh, slider, change up. Uh, he's just not going to give in to the moment, you know. I mean, he's he's going to go right at you. And sometimes that also hurts him a little bit. I mean, he's going to be over competitive at times instead of being in control of himself. So I think that's the thing that he has to watch and and learn as he as he matures through this process of his uh, uh, second life, so to speak, at, at Division One and, and on in the, in the pre- professional baseball. <laughs> and then Braxton Douthit. Well, we got a feel for him when he was at Lamar last year and came into Norman and uh, and beat the Sooners. Bit of a bulldog here in this guy, right? Yeah, he is. He's uh, uh, really competitive. You know, he's older, so he's a lot, you know. I, I wouldn't say he's Trevor Michael by no means. I mean, I watched Trevor Michael still a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I mean, it was, I went, wow. But uh, um, I think he has a chance to be. I mean, you know, I, I don't. You know he's really routine oriented and and uh, uh, very competitive in his own way. He'll get after. It. He's fun to be around. He's an older kid, so uh, you know he kind of knows what he needs to do to get ready. I think a lot of people probably expected to see the Texas Tech transfer Jamie hit in your opening weekend rotation. Uh, not in there. He's he battling a little something right now. Yeah, he's got he had a little bit of bicep tendonitis, and so. Uh, uh, He's going to be fine. He threw yesterday without any any pain or anything like that. He's been off for uh, six days and strong three of the six days. So it's not like something has uh, hurt, you know, like a strain UCL or anything like that. I think that uh, he should bounce back from that. And a lot of times you're going to go through that. I mean, look, look, Toby, we get back, uh, we get to practice individuals the day after MLK. All right. Our next, and we've got to expect these kids to do their throwing program from December 13th to January the 16th. All right. And then they get back. We start individuals. They throw two days a week, start live. We start inter squads the first day of team practice, which is on the 27th of January. And then we play the 17th. I mean, not a lot of time for you to get to rock and roll and, you know, and ex- expect those kids to go out there and throw 80 to 100 pitches. I want, to ask you about it. A, I want to ask you about a couple of your hitters, and then we'll let you go, Coach. But you go from having a veteran catcher in Jimmy Crooks, who you had a lot of faith in and, and had worked with a long time, to it sounds like probably a true freshman today on opening day in, in East and Carmichael. The fact that you might be putting a true freshman out there on opening day, though, must say a lot about Easton Carmichael. Uh, tell us about this young man and, and what has potentially earned him the starting nod behind the plate for you. He's good. He's he's worked really hard at it. He's uh, uh, he, He's got some of the spirit that Diego has, I mean, and he's got some of the spirit that, that Jimmy has. And I think the thing that he's got to continue to grow in is have that have that respect that Jimmy had from the pitchers, that leadership, that that guy that goes in there and goes, man, you know what? You're not competing right now. You need to start competing a little bit better. And uh, uh, that's what Jimmy had. I mean, you know, it's uh, uh, Jimmy learned that. Jimmy learned that being here 
And I think the thing with Easton is he can really hit. He had tough at bats. He he's got to make sure that he gets out there and just plays, man. Just play. Just go out and play. And and uh, so like I told those guys yesterday, is the the biggest thing is be aggressive. Do what you do. Can't control that. You're ready to play. And let's get out and play. I think that's the thing that Easton to get him a comfort level. He he shouldn't play for an expectation. He should just play against the ball because the, the ball tells him. I mean, in our world we live in today, a lot of kids play for expectations. And you can't, you got to play it one pitch at a time. And once you play it one pitch at a time, the expectation will be there. Are you using the walkie talkies again this year to call pitches? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff to call pitches. Spanish, uh, speaking Spanish. We have a, we have an iPad that sends them a, sends them a, a message into a little deal that goes on their, goes, goes in their back pocket or on their arm. Then we had the walkie-talkies to talk to. Then I have uh, cue cards. And we got all kinds of stuff going on right now. I mean, it's amazing. It's like the smorgasbord of pitch calling. Are you going to use, like, multiple different ways within a game? Oh, yeah. Wow. Excuse me. Did we lose, Coach? There you go. We lost you for a second, Coach. Go ahead. Red card. That's out there. He flipped the red card. He looks at this deal. Then he uses a sign. Then he, then he can go, first ball away. <laughs> Incredible what we've done. What they should do, they want to speed the game up. Don't let the coaches call any pitches. Yeah, you, well, are you, do you trust Easton to call pitches? call the pitches. Huh? Oh, yeah, you we tr- call We call we call pitches. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the coaches call any pitches. It'll speed the game up. There are some new clock rules this year, right? Are you yes, worried sir. about that with your with your pitchers? Because I know you've always you got this routine where they need to regather themselves. They go back down behind the mound and everything. Is that going to yeah, affect the way you've taught? Absolutely, it affects all that stuff. I mean, you can't release a, a negative thought. You can't release it because you have – 20 seconds to make a next. As soon as they throw the ball back, if they're in front of the mound or beside the mound, and it hits their glove, the clock starts. The hitter's got to get ready and get set by 10 seconds. He cannot call timeout. He can't call timeout. So he has to stay in there. And the pitcher's got to be ready and deliver the ball by 20 seconds. Where the hard part starts is when is when the hitters, uh, hitter, hitters are on defense. It kind of speeds everything up. We're expecting these guys to be able to repeat their delivery, do all that stuff, and throw strikes with the clock. Let me ask you this. If they, if, if you had 20 seconds to be perfect at something, could you do it? Really hard. Yeah, well. In a, in a big moment. So, But we've practiced it, I think. Do we'll you think it'll be enforced? It. You think, or you think it'll make me – yeah, it's going to be mean, one of these things forced. where early in the year they enforce it, and then as the year goes along, the umpires don't care as much about it, or do you think they'll be sticklers about it all year? I think they'll be sticklers about it, especially when uh, uh, the head umpire, George, whatever his name comes in, the same <laughs> guy that let them visit the mound last year in the bottom of the ninth inning right. without going to the umpire and using a trip in the first game of the national championship game. Yeah, that guy. 
when they when that guy comes into town, it's like, oh, George is in town. We got to be perfect today. So you'll see more box calls. You'll see all the other stuff go on. Is George in town this weekend? I have no clue. No, I'd love to see George. I'd like to give George a little piece of my mind. <laughs> Last question, Coach. We've kept you long, but you've been fantastic today. I think of the new guys today, probably the one Sooner fans are looking forward to seeing the most is Bryce Madrin. Um Is he going to be in the starting lineup today, and where do you think you'll hit him? What have you seen out of him? Yeah, he should hit. hit. I mean, he um, plays hard, uh, gets after it. I mean, he's a kid that'll uh, – I mean, he, very, very competitive. I mean, he – just think about it. I mean, how many state championships Blanchard's won, and then he goes to Cali County. They go to the World Series two years in a row. I think they finished second last year um, in the World Series. So, you know, he under- he understands that side of it, and I think now it's time for him to get in this environment. He's ready to do it, and he's going to be competitive. He's fun to watch play for sure. Give us, uh, on your way out, let's say, uh, first pitch of the game uh, that you're sending into Easton today. What would that sound like? Uh, on the walkie-talkie. Shake wants Slanter Lake. <laughs> oh, you're the best, Skip. Oh, you're the best. Good luck today. Good luck all season. And uh, we can't wait. Let's go back to Omaha. That was fun. Send your mom a chocolate cake. Uh, we'll take care of mom. You get a win. All she All wants right. is a win on opening day, Coach. That's all she wants. That's great. All right. Thanks, Coach. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Teej. What a treasure. Break time. We'll be back. This OU Coach's interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Lander Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Lander CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Sounds like uh, college baseball has turned into college football, TJ Worthy. I hope they've got, like, posters over there with Lee Corso's face in one corner and a rocket ship in the other corner and, you know, all that, that Upside down, hook them horns in the other corner. Right. Skip's <laughs> holding it cards. up in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's beautiful, man. I did think he got choked up, too, originally. when he <laughs> <used> <laughs> I was like, what happened? I thought he sneezed. <laughs> he was just going walkie-talkie impersonation. I didn't know he went into, yeah, I didn't know he went into walkie-talkie <laughs> mode. There for a second. I was like, where did Skip go? <laughs> Oh, he is not happy about the new clock rules. Every time I talk to him, he's brought up the new clock rule. Oh, I guess I brought it up today. But, I mean, you know how these things go. I'm not happy about it either. But I'm eager to see how much it's enforced. Because we've had some of these lately that really the umpires didn't pay much attention to. I mean, when's the last time you've rarely seen a ball or a strike given because somebody – now, they've tightened it up. I mean, they've tightened it up. And a big part of what Skip teaches is the guys misses, you know, guys throw two or three balls in a row. He'll walk down behind the mound, gather himself, get back up on the mound, right? How many times have you seen an OU pitcher do that in the Skip Johnson era? Thousands. I'll, yeah, every time, yeah. 
So thousands might be a bit much. Hundreds. Um. So it sounds like there's just not time for that anymore. So they're going to have to find a different way to accomplish the same thing. And that's I could see why that would be very upsetting if that's the way you've taught forever and now they are litigating it out of your sport. Well, it's a philosophy of the game. I mean, it has been forever. Um, but but on the other side, and, and I wanted to follow up with him on this, but we were way over and I, I was afraid it would take too long to answer. But I'm curious, uh, he's a pitching guy, so that affects him and how he's always coached and how he's always uh, taught guys. But on the other side, in the way that they do things on the bases now, is that going to lead to a huge benefit then, then for them on the base of being able to time things even easier now? That's a good point. God, and getting their jumps and, and getting uh, you know causing havoc mm-hmm. on the base pass like they do. Because at some point you know he's got to go home. I'm getting my jump here. And if he does come over, he's going to balk. So, which There's they caused a lot of rule. last year. Another new rule this year in college that in and at bat, the pitcher can only step off once without throwing. So, for example, you got a guy at first base, okay? Spikerman's at first. Safe. He's safe at first, by the way. Yeah, hashtag safe. Um, the pitcher steps off and just looks his way, which I don't think you can do at first base. But second base, it happens a lot, right? You kind of bluff a throw. Mm, yeah. Spin, bluff a throw. Resets the clock, all that kind of stuff. Well, you can only do that once in an at-bat now. So if a guy does that once, you know he can't do it again. Advantage runner. You know the next time he's got to he's got to throw it. You got first and third. They do that bluff a lot where you step off, bluff to third, turn and throw, mm. or bluff to first. Right. You only get one of those in at-bat. So there's... And then he mentioned the 10 seconds to be ready to hit thing. Again, that's a lot of clock stuff. That's a lot of stuff for somebody upstairs to keep track of, for umpires to keep track of, for to be lit, for the players on the field to keep track of. I don't like it. You don't like it, I know. But I, it, I, prob- I would say there's a pretty good chance the umpires don't like it either. And they... In the non-con, are sticklers about it for two or three weeks, and then they're like, "All right, everybody got the point. Okay, let's speed it up. Let's don't worry about that too much anymore." So I don't know. We'll see. I like it from the batter's perspective of forcing them to not adjust their batting gloves and elbow pad as much. Like just get in there and be ready to hit. You do not need to adjust your gloves after every pitch. So right. yeah, I right. do like that. Did you see what Tiger did yesterday? By the way, um. When he outdrove Justin Thomas. I don't know if I saw that one. I saw his birdies and stuff, but I don't know if I saw him react to anything. I think it was the ninth hole. Uh, he, Justin Thomas hit a drive. Tiger hit it past him. I don't remember who hit first. But Tiger outdrove him. And as they're walking down off the tee box, Tiger walks up beside him and kind of slips him something into his hand. And Justin like looks down, and you could tell he's like disgusted by it and throws it down, puts it in his, I could put it in his pocket or threw it down anyway. Anyways, they got some pictures of it and went in and zoomed in on it. He, he handed him, <laughs> I apologize if there's any kids in the car. He handed him a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> I 
in a package. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Tiger handed him a tampon. <laughs> Uh, not the best. There's also video of him. What's like, even after... better is that means he had it with him, knowing at some point oh, yeah. I'm going to use this and mess. He with was crushing guys. the ball yesterday. <laughs> he was. He was looking good yesterday. Um, there's also video of him on 18 after he made his third straight birdie. Like the crowd's going crazy, and you see Tiger turn and look at Justin with just like this wry smile. Like I still got it, and JT just shakes his head like I can't believe you. you know? <laughs> Oh, that's the best. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Every day, the Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show on the Ref Radio Sports Network. OKC's number one gaming uh, destination, simply the best. They're the one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, let's see here. That was a very popular weekend. There must have been a lot going on in uh, the months of what April and May, somewhere in there. Coy says, Sunday is my birthday. Can y'all wish me a happy early birthday? Happy birthday, Coy. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday to you. Happy on early Sunday. birthday, Coy. Yes. Can my daughter Gwendolyn uh, get a birthday shout-out? Huge Sooner fan. She turns three on Sunday. Thanks, wow. Toby. Love the show. Happy birthday, Gwendolyn. Happy birthday. This has turned into the Oklahoma right. Breakdown That's podcast right. all of a sudden. Happy birthday, Gwendolyn. Here's Huge a Huge Sooner fan, not even three years, just now turning three years old, TJ, has already attended more OU games than you have. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I say this. I'm about to read a uh, string of texts here that I used to not get early in his tenure. Since he's had the surgery and obviously uh, a huge amount of success last year, the comfort level that Skip Johnson is at the now compared, has turned. compared to what he was early <laughs> on. Because I remember the text early on is like, oh, gosh, Skip again, you know. And he just he wasn't comfortable at times. And some of that was pain, I think. He was just not... You know, sometimes he just hurt, I think, just being on the radio even. Uh, but now you get a string of, Skip right, is a legend. Uh, Skip is the best. If you don't like Skip, you've got a problem with yourself and you need help. Get him today, boys. Boomer sooner. Um, Skip is legendary. Uh, have Skip and Coach Venables ever been in the same room together? I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Just a string of them. Just a string of them. You know, uh, TJ, you could write this down. This is something I've learned in my career. Okay. Coaches are more popular when they win. <laughs> you think so? Yes. <laughs> That's some wisdom I've gathered. Take notes, uh, Brent. You had your season. Now you better get busy. <laughs> if Pete Hughes took us to the National Championship Series, we would be loving Pete Hughes right uh... now. Is he still changing the lineup on me yes, and playing his first would, baseman oh, and, and catcher so and stuff? Would, yes, uh. and so would Little League coaches all over Norman. They'd be installing the Pete Hughes philosophy. But alas, that did not happen. Skip Johnson did, and he is a national treasure. There is no doubt. Uh, sorry about this uh, text driving, so i got to correct her previous text. Just Tracy wants to know, do you think 
OU will get to play Arlington again this year. Love being able to watch them last season here. Uh, Wednesday night, they're there in Arlington. Yeah, this Wednesday against Abilene Christian. Big 12 tournament. In the Big 12 tournament. Mm -hmm. The Texas series is not in Arlington this year. It is in Austin. Correct. Those little... Those little creepers backstabbed us. But you can go over to Frisco. It's a little further drive for you from Burleson and Tracy. But oh, yeah, yeah, Frisco, yeah. they're in there that first weekend in March at the uh, uh, Rough Riders uh, ballpark. Are they the Riders now or the Rough Riders? I don't know what they are. Yeah. The Frisco Baseball Stadium. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> we are not at TCU this year. We, we go to Dallas. Yeah, we go to Dallas Baptist. Uh, May 2nd, uh, at UTA, March 1st. So I'm just giving all the Metroplex. So next Wednesday, Abilene. Then uh, that whole week will be in Arlington and Frisco early March. So plenty of chances plenty, to still, plenty of still, chances, yeah. still see them down there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hey, a segment yeah. of sports news every morning would be great. We'd like to uh, recap my news today. <laughs> Tim McCarver, Purdue, Buddy Heald, Daytona 500. And then a kangaroo, hey, which is kind of sporty. If you're wanting it for the three hours, you should know us better by now, okay? That was a shot. I mean, I think that was a shot is what that was. Yeah, I think it was a shot. All right, break time. Top of the hour break. Low and outside. We'll be back.